0: You know, when I started this eight years ago, it was quite lonely. You're out there, you're drumming up business, you're trying to find maybe a contractor or two. I get where most of you are coming from. We all start slow. We all start organically. But at some point, You start to scale, you find employees, you may find more customers than you can service. For those of you that identified potential business partners, you figured out how to fold them in, and then you start hiring some more, and maybe you even get out there and buy a firm or two. We started the FAS Evolution to help bookkeepers fractional CFOs, even small CPA practices to figure out how to move their business from a, say, an accounting firm to more of a -a finance-as-a-service firm. And so this is the FAS Evolution, and this episode, I'm actually kicking off the FAS Evolution 15-minute raw take. This is going to be weekly, some cases we'll have more than once a week, but this is where me and my team are going to share our thoughts on our business, reflect on our journey, and provide you with some insight as to not just how we got here, but how we see the future and where we're headed. So welcome. Welcome to the Faz Evolution 15-Minute Raw Take. Starting a business usually starts with putting up your shingle, especially in the service-based industry, where you're essentially selling human capital. And for many of you, you're selling time. Yes, you try to sell value. Really, it's like a leap of faith. And we need to figure out a way to move away from that leap of faith to have a more productized service offering that you can offer a fixed monthly fee so that you can manage and plan your internal resources at different levels. Remember in business, there's two ways to make money. One, either you're leveraging capital or two, you're leveraging people. Just generally speaking, those are kind of the two ways. And for most of us here listening to this, we're all about leveraging people. And yes, there are going to be a few of us that dive into the world of investing capital into our customers, which is exciting and it's fun. But at the end of the day, 95%, 99% of what we do is leveraging human capital. And so managing capacity, the hiring, the retaining, right? That's not easy in this business. But in order for you to scale from being a single practitioner, to a handful of contractors or employees, you need to figure out how to move from a one-to-one relationship to a one-to-many. And yes, we talk a lot about that in marketing, but that's true in scaling a people business. Why do I say that? Because our goal here, at least at Growth Lab is to achieve a one-to-20 and that's not like world-class, but If we can achieve a 1 to 20 ratio leverage of human capital, we can begin to service our customers at a more cost-effective level. Let's face it. Most of our customers don't really need to be paying a controller or a fractional CFO to be doing journal entries, never mind spreadsheet jockeying. And let's face it. Like, by the time you have 20 years of experience under your belt, you really don't want to be running payroll we talk a lot about being the trusted advisor but the reality is stick to what you know i know i'm i'm like kind of sick and tired of listening to like being your trusted advisor cas 1.0 has nothing to do with that folks it has everything to do with how do you provide that constant consistent service around the finance and accounting value stream that your customers so Badly needs. We know that everybody needs bookkeeping and accounting. But many of our customers need some planning, some forward-looking forward thinking, right? But they also need help deciphering the data, helping unravel the situation so that they can ultimately make better decisions that's grounded on solid accounting historical numbers and solid rigorous intellect, experience. So leveraging human capital is a key to success in this business. Now, why am I bringing this up in the first episode? Because here at Growth Lab, business is great. Knock on wood, it's great. 2022, it's like the roaring 20s. We grew 50% just in Q1, and the growth, it's not letting go. Although I'll tell you, kind of Coming out of April into May, I'm starting to see a little bit of slowness. But, you know, you take a look at some of the macroeconomic issues and geopolitical issues, the stock market, interest rates, you know, it's normal to see a little bit of a slowing down. But why are we talking about leveraging human capital in episode number one? Because here at Growth Lab, like most of you, hiring is like challenge number one. Because many of you I know are, I mean, you go onto people's websites nowadays, and you see not taking new referral, not taking new customers, only referrals. Here, we've been focused on the hiring, especially automating the hiring. So let me give you a couple of tidbits here. Now, just like in marketing, and just like in leveraging people, you need to be able to, you know, if you could wake up one day and marry yourself and have two of you. Yeah, you could do twice as much and maybe three of you, you could do three times as much, but guess what? You can't. So you got to figure out how to layer in automations in order to make your hiring more effective, effective and efficient, right? In other words, how do you pump more through the pipeline? Now, my friend, Chris Williams over at system six, he said it well the other day at one of our Faz Evolution episodes, the long version. He said, you know, the job of HR is to fill the top of the funnel. And boy, that top of the funnel needs to be wide because you never know. You're going to find diamonds in the rough. But if you do a one-to-one, it's really hard to identify those. So you're trying to push as much as you can through the top of the funnel, but your number one job is to remove people from that funnel. So even though it's wide at the top, it gets really, really, really narrow further down you go. The question is how do you do that efficiently? Well, through automation. And I know everybody talks about automation, even us. We just started a low-code, no-code division and we're kind of figuring it all out because we believe that process, Optimization and process improvement is a key to success, especially when the backdrop is an aging ownership population, right? There's a ton of 50, 60 year old CPAs scratching their head, asking themselves, How do I get out of this? How do I exit? Two, the big backdrop here is the great resignation, and it's so damn difficult to hire people today. So, back to the back to basics here how do you make your hiring more effective more productive you know how do you turn one into two into four and so on well many of our friends and peers have been using things like video sequences right so there's a great application out there here internally we call we use jazz hr now there are other systems out there I'm not going to really get into Jazz HR because there's plenty of systems that look and feel like Jazz HR. But systems like Jazz HR are reminiscent of like the old CRMs and HubSpots and Salesforce. Okay. So you can't just, like we say all the time in marketing, you can't just like buy HubSpot and that's the silver bullet. And all of a sudden you're going to get inbound traffic doubling and tripling every month. That doesn't work that way. What makes it work successfully is you have to create the automations, the email campaigns, the workflows. And in HR, it's twofold. One, you gotta get folks in the funnel. So you gotta post those job descriptions. And frankly, you should just have a pile of job descriptions, and I'm not saying in paper, right? But you should have your HR playbook with hyperlinks to both the job descriptions, or the, uh, offer letters. And by the way, for those of you on Gusto, you know, you can actually use Gusto to do some of this. So back to Jazz HR, what Jazz HR does for us, at least it helps syndicate these job uh, job postings to multiple job postings out there. And once candidates come through, now you start the email campaign. So you're not having to type an email every, every time that you get a new candidate because you don't know if that candidate's actually going to hang out through the entire funnel. That candidate may get kicked out in stage one. So now you start your workflow, and then the secret here is find a video response sequence system. Now you're like, what the hell are you talking about, Dan? Check out systems like VideoAsk. Here at Growth Lab, we use VideoAsk as a video sequence in order to engage with prospective candidates so that I'm not having to jump on the call. The hiring managers aren't having to jump on the call. One you, the candidate comes into the funnel, gets nurtured through a couple of emails. Right. And then instead of trying to book a time that candidate has to take the extra step, right? Yes. You're adding a little bit of friction to the process. But you get that candidate to engage with that video sequence, and then you have to create this template. And it's actually quite easy. It's a definitely a DIY if you don't want to get too, too fancy. You can even use your iPhone. Okay. Now you have three, four, five questions. You have a little bit of background about the company, an intro, you got an outro, and then you have the candidate responding to those uh, questions in kind of real time, right? They're actually videotaping themselves. By the way, they don't have to, you can actually have questions like drop-down questions too. So once you get your candidate going through the video sequence process, you then get to engage with that, right? And you don't have to do it in one time speed. You can use a two time speed, but you get a sense of the candidate. It's a great way to be selective and getting and getting the content out of these candidates that you're going to begin to decipher whether or not you want to hire them okay so now that once that's done now you can go ahead and book those meetings either with yourself or with the hiring manager once the hiring manager jumps in then i usually jump in to kind of close a little bit of the deal right give a little bit of perspective on the company who we are And then ultimately it goes back to HR for the offer letter. So think about your HR process, your hiring process as a true, truly distinct process in your firm. Now we're going to be talking a lot more about process improvement. Okay. And process mapping, but the recruiting process is one of the most critical processes in your business, because don't forget in this industry, the equation has to be balanced. It can't just be about customers and sales and marketing, right? At the end of the day, somebody's got to do the work, and so you want to make sure that you're hiring at the same velocity, relatively speaking, right? But it's a ma- it's like an equation here, right? It's not fancy, right? But you want to make sure that you're continuously feeding the pipeline with new hires in order to take on the new business, net, net of any attrition, of course. So, if you have any questions, feel free to drop a note here. We love talking about process, and I wanted to make sure that episode number one was really about one of the most important things in your business, guys. It's about the team. If you don't have a team, you don't really have a business. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, leave us some feedback. Also, check out our website, growthlabfinancial.com. Again, subscribe so you can be notified for the next.